Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming up on the Holderness Family Podcast, how to have better conversations. Penn, are you even listening to me? Not really. Ken is making eye contact so aggressively right now. He wants to say something. Go for it. Also, I think I'm kind of like a dog with a shock collar. Not hijacking a conversation. Another person started. So what you've, you've hit upon is two different types of interruptions. I got so much out of what he said the first time. That, that had caused my armpits to sweat. There are a lot of people that know me in my life and would go like, really? That guy is an expert in communication? Like I got to the end of that and I was like, oh, he keeps talking. And we get an in-depth look of what's happening inside Penn's brain while somebody else is talking. Three, two, one. No, he's still talking. Okay. The conversation has already failed. Let's get right to it. I'm Kim Holderness. Yes, and I'm Penn Holderness. Yes, and this is the Holderness Family Podcast. Yes, and we do a Facebook and YouTube page. We make some funny, kind of corny music videos. And this is far less cringy. <laughs> this is a podcast. We want to make you laugh, but we also want to make you think. So this is this is a lot different from maybe what you're used to if you've only seen those really weird videos. Yes, and we would love it <laughs> if you would subscribe to this podcast. I know a lot of people, they just kind of click on the link when it shows up on on Facebook. And it's great. You can listen to it that way. We're glad that we're finding you wherever you are. But if you can go to wherever you get your podcast and hit that little subscribe button on your iPhone. It's or follow little, yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. It's a follow on Spotify. It's a subscribe button. It's a purple button on iTunes. Yep. We would love it. It helps people find us and make sure that you know we can stalk you and find you <laughs> in every way. And if you could leave a review. We love the reviews. We read them all. They're particularly nice to me. So I super love that. I know. Did you? Every time there's a comment it's I'll just give a I'll give a generic one that they don't really have but it's like Kim you are so empowering and so brave <laughs> and have changed my life for the better I feel like we're best friends period 
Pen, you burp a lot. Yes. Um, um, and that's fine, because I do. Yes, it I'm is. I'm glad. I'm glad to be the person but, who does that. Yes, but it, it, those are so, so helpful. So thank you. And, and. <laughs> so Dan Sip has worked in theater as an actor, director, and teacher for over 30 years. He studied, performed, and directed improv- improvisation. I'm going to use my words today, in Chicago for eight years. Yeah, so about a dozen years ago, he started working at Duke University, which, by the way, is kind of in our neck of the woods. And this is an interesting job. He was a standard patient actor and volunteer patient advocate can't wait to ask him exactly what that means exactly but it is fascinating to me how you can use you don't have to be a comedian that stands up on a stage but you can help your conversations by taking these improv techniques and it can help in the painful painful small talk at a cocktail party in a business situation and in your marriage yeah that's the part I can't wait to hear because I do think that there is not enough yes and in married people conversations. Let's bring in Max and ask him about this. Max Trujillo, our producer. Uh, have you been told before that you are not being as ne- as positive and supportive uh, by your wife and that you should be saying more yes and instead of yes but? Yes, and I've tried to to improve on those aspects of my life. Me too. Yes, and I'm really, really excited about this podcast with Dan Sip. So away we go. Welcome, Dan. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you. So tell us, first of all, what would you say, say you do? Yeah, it's a very fancy title that we just read, and I, it, it sounds like you might actually like perform surgery on people, but I know no. that's not true. <laughs> no, uh, no, I have I have no clinical experience, so I don't actually work with patients and, and families. Uh, but I, I do work at uh, Duke School of Medicine, and I work for the Standardized Patient Program. And we use actors to portray patients in simulations of encounters uh, oh. with students. A lot of people will say, oh, it's like that Seinfeld episode. I was going to say Kramer. Right, when I Kramer. was just about to right. say that was exactly. one of the best episodes ever. Right. Uh, you you do the best gonorrhea. Yeah, anybody right. I've ever seen. Like that. <laughs> it is really not like that. Okay, but, well, that's but, but disappointing. That's the, but but that's know. the idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's the idea. Yeah. So, so the, it gives gives learners the opportunity to practice what we would call clinical reasoning, physical exam skills, and interpersonal skills. And we're going to talk about having better conversations with our friends in the yes. workplace and within our marriage. Yes. So, yeah, so and things like not like how not to interrupt people when they're in the middle of a sentence. Like, and you we're know, working when on you're that. thinking about it something and you just have to get it out right. instead of letting the person finish their uh, thought. Yeah, oh, for the love. Okay. Is, so, so what you've you've hit upon is two different types of interruptions. Okay. There's the traditional oh. type of interruption that we think of, which is what we just saw. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is butting in on uh, on some when someone's talking. That's a uh, regular interruption. We know that. But there's a, another kind called a non-kinetic interruption. And oh. a non-kinetic interruption is when you come up with a really great thing that you have to share, and you stop listening to what the other person is saying, and really what you're doing is looking Just for the opportunity. To jump in. Right. So So, you're disconnected from the conversation, even though you haven't actually interrupted them yet. That happened, it happened 20 minutes ago. Right. And Uh, so (laughs) Max was telling me a story, but Penn had found something funny on his phone and he was doing this, like wanting to show me. And it was like he hadn't interrupted Penn because he is a very funny guy. Yeah. And so he hears something funny and he so desperately wants to say it. And I have worked with him on not interrupting. Mm -hmm. So instead, he just is like, a little kid and he can't wait to tell you and he's jumping up and down and he wants to jump in and that but he has disconnected like yeah. right now right now no he's- no i'm commenting on when you're done with your sentence i'm like just okay 
fuming over here. Okay. Because you ask me to interrupt people sometimes. <laughs> no, because I don't. yes, you do in your own sort of subtle way. No. Well, there will be a conversation that you are uncomfortable with and you will want me to grab the mic and steer it away. It happens a lot with family members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are grateful for me and almost depend on me to do that. So there's we've got to talk about some boundaries here. Okay, okay. Right. No, well, he's going to Okay, first of all, he came up with some he has like three points we're hitting on here. Oh, great. So he's prepared. Uh, yes. So so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the importance of checking in with the other person yeah. to see if they're able, ready, willing to like have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about what sort of signs we should be looking for. Well, this came out of an exercise that, that I was teaching to some uh, medical learners. One of these games is that we teach students is called red ball. It's a really, really basic improv exercise. And so what you do is you get people in a circle and it's about tossing an imaginary ball around the circle. And it starts off with somebody holding this imaginary red ball and making eye contact with someone and holding up the ball and saying red ball. They toss it to that person, the person catches it and says, thank you, red ball. So that's the basis of this game. But an important part of this is that first part where I make eye contact with you. I'm picking someone in the circle. I make eye contact with that person. And what I'm doing is I'm checking in with them to make sure that it's okay for me to do this. I am not throwing the ball at them and saying red ball. It's not hot potato, like heads up or something. If you have older brothers Mm -hmm. and you got hit in the head with footballs a lot as a kid, then then you know that that experience. But you're checking in first. Okay. And so I, I taught this exercise to a group of PT students. And one of the students later said, you know, this applies to my relationship with my fiance. Yeah. I have a bad habit. This is this is her telling the story. I have a bad habit of just he's watching sports on TV and I just come into the room and I'm Start. in the middle of my conversation. Boom. Here it is. Here's what I need to talk to you about. And he gets kind of annoyed about that because He's in the middle of watching a football game. Well, you may, you know, as the person coming into the room, you may say, this is really important and is more important than your football game. (laughs) On the other hand, you haven't gotten permission from that person to dump all this stuff on. Maybe it's a game that is really important to them or a a really important part of the game. Or maybe they just had a crappy week and they need some time where they're not thinking about big, important things, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so what they st- has started doing in their relationship, she actually sent me an email after the fact, is checking in. She's now checking in with him before she starts a big conversation. And they oh, have yeah. a shorthand. She'll come into the room and say, Red, Red ball. ball. And if he says... No, then it's not time for so that you conversation. So you can reject the red ball in you their can, relationship. Okay. They can in in the game. Uh, no, okay. they've they've taken that game and adapted it to their relationship. So that's it. just. And it was just a great so application. That, so I, I just say we violate this, especially me. And I know I'm doing 801 it. 801 a.m. every walk day. Yeah, he walks downstairs or he's walking. No, I'm, I'm coming in from carpool. Or he comes in from carpool and, just, and he's like wandering in. And I'm like, okay. And I just start, I launch at yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And oh, I can't. We're using Red Bull. Yeah. Can we use Red Bull for the rest of this podcast? Yes, please. <laughs> but that's gonna be I, we're going to screw it up. Okay, sorry, sorry. I was talking just now. So um, Red Bull. <laughs> He's looking at me now. I've accepted that. Okay, now keep okay. talking. Yeah, no, I think that's a fabulous relationship hack mm-hmm. because I am super guilty. While he does the 27 different ways you can interrupt somebody, I do the, I will throw a red ball at your face if you're not, yeah, even if you're not looking. So 
Nice work, Dan. Yeah. Improving marriages. <laughs> and now I'm looking at Dan. Okay, right. yeah. They're going to say Red Bull. Oh, for yeah. the love. People can't, they're listening. They can't tell. <laughs> well, I was trying to do applied <laughs> improvisation. Okay. okay. Okay, go ahead. Dan. No Sorry. and. No <laughs> and. No, that was a no, <laughs> no and not. And, and so. Um, so I can see how this relates to relationship. I can see how this works in a, a work setting. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. what I totally cringe and I'm terrible at is this small talk mm-hmm. in a um, like a cocktail party setting. I actually avoid those things. Mm-hmm. So how is that? How does that relate in those sort of settings? So improv for introverts. Yeah. If you will. Wow. You know, I I would love to say that I've got a a life hack for that. I. I'm also an introvert, uh-huh. and I, to me, my worst case conversational scenario is in a big group of people, <laughs> and I just have to saunter up to someone and introduce my. And I'm a person who's very comfortable on stage, and I can talk forever. But if you're an introvert like me, yeah. like I don't want to talk about small talk. Small yeah. talk discombobulates my brain yes. but if you want to let's go into you know let's let's, let's get into, talk about it yeah let's like go intellectual deep. property in the in the world of the internet and how it relates to french pop music i got into a conversation with the cashier at whole foods about that one time and i walked out of there going like only at whole foods yes. did you have that conversation with a cashier yeah you know just <laughs> but i'm into it man but how did he get let's into that with you like oh th- these are some nice french fries do you know <laughs> about the musical rights and the internet yes, of and. French pop music? Well, to, to be honest, I think I probably broached the subject. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, but I'm with you. I would rather have this. Like, how are you? Great. How are you? No, I actually uh, no. That got a lot going on. You want to hear about? Like, I yeah. I would rather go super deep than just do this surface right. stuff. I'm pretty terrible at it. Okay. Yeah. You've really helped your cause by wearing shirts to these things that say stuff like "I like coffee and maybe three people." Or <laughs> I only wear that. Home. Or I'm sorry I late. I, I'm sorry I'm late. I didn't want to come. Yeah. She has all these like introverted well, it, t-shirts. It, it's gotten to the point where the lovely, lovely people that are and are in this community will I will meet people at like Disneyland or Target or something, and they're like, we, "We know you don't like people." I'm like, "No, no, no! I like people. I love people. I just don't do great when I have to like you know small talk, small talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but I actually love like I love it when you know I, I meet people. So that's just PSA. Yeah, for uh, me, I mean, for me, it's starting the conversation. Like once the conversation gets yes. rolling, I'm, but like sauntering up to someone and going like. Hey, you weren't talking to me, but now you are. You know, it's yeah. just like that's the part that I always struggle I with. Have, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm on the struggle bus with that one. Uh, Meanwhile, this uh, one uh, could yeah. go into an right. empty room and come out with three best friends. Well, right, sure. Yeah. The first thing on my uh, on my bio should be Penn Holderness is from a gigantic family in the South. Yeah, I'm from I mean, a gigantic family in the South. Yeah, like well, it's, there, there is something in our DNA that avoids meaningful topics and goes straight <laughs> yeah. to but, superfluous right. information <laughs> in bulk, like right off the bat. And uh, and I've just oh, I've become quite heart. fluent. Bless yeah, bless your heart is how you say it, is how you are, are about to talk smack about someone. Oh, bless so, their so, heart. So. Uh, how about this weather we've been having oh, is uh-huh. not cringeworthy for you. It's yeah. like, oh, here we go about weather. It, yeah. Right. Actually, I'm like, tracking no, I'm, I'm tracking the Horn of Africa right now. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> for me, it's like the conversation <laughs> yeah. has already failed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're talking, we're talking about weather. Yeah. This is yeah. not. This yeah, is This bad. is like, I need to invent an emergency. <laughs> right. Okay. Next on your list was not hijacking a conversation. Yeah. Another person started. I, I think that <laughs> we're all, anybody listening to this may be guilty. But I'm talk super to, guilty. Yeah. It. So talk yeah. to us about this. Well, 
so as I when I'm talking with medical learners, I have to kind of contextualize this because I I want to say like I have experiences having conversations that are important to me. The conversations that I have are very different because I'm I'm managing helping to manage 65 employees in our standardized patient program, or I'm having a high stakes conversation on stage. Uh, I'm not talking with patients and families, so it's a little bit different. But I will say everybody has conversations that are important to them that they want to, you know, have better outcomes with. Right. And where I practice this, I think the most often is in my relationship with my wife. And one of the things I started noticing in myself was my wife would come home and say, wow, I just had such a terrible day at work. And I've also had a terrible day at work. So I would say, oh, me too. You know, and I would start talking about my day at work. And so, yes. I have checked the box in that I was listening to you. You said bad day at work. I'm trying to empathize with you mm -hmm. by saying I know what a bad day at work you is like. You did a yes because, and. Yes, yeah. because uh, I, I, I had that bad day too. Um, it makes the person on the other side of that conversation, though, feel not... Heard, heard because the, these are these are parallel conversations they're sort of running alongside each other but they don't feel very connected so i've had to sort of teach myself and remind myself constantly that when my wife comes home and says i've had a bad day at work my responsibility in that conversation if i want to be a good husband and a good partner is to say let's you know tell me about tell me what happened mm -hmm. and listen to that and then at some point when i feel like my wife has said what she wants to say, then it's my turn to, to, to bring in the empathy and say, yeah, I know, I know, I just, I'm with you. I'm so with you. I had this horrible day. And then it's my turn to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. and, and then both people, I think, get out of that conversation what they're looking for. But I think we all have the experience of like saying like, you know, my, uh, my, my, my dad's in the hospital and he's not doing so great. And someone goes, oh, I remember when my dad was sick. And it's right. just like, that's not what they need to hear. I, yeah, you don't feel heard. And so uh, it's a small thing to think about, but it requires focus and attention because it's such a natural thing to want to share your experience, to have a connection there. Mm -hmm. And that's not the, I don't think is the right way to connect in that moment. Penn is making eye contact so aggressively <laughs> right now. He wants to say something. No, Go for so it. So here's what just happened there. You were talking about not hijacking a conversation. You've mentioned the non-kinetic interruptions mm -hmm. about... 14 words into what you said, I had something that I want to yeah, say, yeah. but instead of like, yes, I did wait, mm -hmm. but also I think I'm kind of like a dog with a shock collar mm -hmm. and <laughs> like you go to the invisible fence and just kind of, yeah. but, but all, but then you just keep ramming yourself into the fence mm -hmm. instead of stopping and listening to what you're doing. So that like, I, I bet people do that. There's some people who do it some and others who do it more. I think I do yeah, it more than most. Yes. And without well, taking just, over. You, so. First of all, I can't go back. What I should have done is just shut up and listen to the guy because I might learn more things. Like, I got to the end of that and I was like, oh, he keeps talking. But, <laughs> but here's, so here's a practice. Say that same thing that you just did and just keep going. And so, I'm going to do the inner monologue of my head. So we're going to be talking so at the same time. Okay? I will also say that so Wait. Penn, Penn this has ADD. Yeah. And so, and many conversations, he's really fun to be around, but many conversations, and I think a lot of people have this, he... He wants to contribute and yeah, then yeah. how he contributes. Sure. Like he wants to do this. So, okay, so do you want me to ask him the question again? Yeah, and, and then, then you talk, and I'm going to talk over okay. you, right? Okay, okay. So sure. everyone's going to hear what's oh, going on wow. in my head, 
and then he's going to uh, fix me. Poor Karen okay. listening so to this has now well, run Karen off the road. Karen is already furious that I'm talking about shock collars and okay. dogs. So, like, she, that's her big issue. So let's talk about not hijacking a conversation and another person and so how, how it relates in your marriage. Tell us, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I think this is that I practice oh, a lot I have, of these I have skills an idea about the marriage in too. my relationship <laughs> with my wife because that's where... I mean, like uh, right now, I just I came up like with this idea, but I can't say really anything. I want them to be better. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know what so it what is? I, I have was, the best metaphor. It's like a would- dog. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Home with a shock collar, <laughs> but I can't say anything so about it. Wait, what is he even talking about right now? I've got this idea so about say, a shock oh, collar. Yeah, I want to say the really shock collar. Too. <laughs> is he done? No, he's not done. I've got like, I've got a few. Okay, I'm going to forget about the shock collar. He's talking about his wife. I'm not sure why. She wants to tell me about her bad day. Three, two, no, he's still talking. Okay, like he's talking about his bad day. Anyway, so that's that's Okay, was that Dan, useful? Dan <laughs> Well done, by the way. That was very good. So, by the way, I got so much out of what he said the first time. That that had caused my armpits to sweat. Yeah. But um, I got a lot out of that. Did you hear anything about what he said? About not I, no, hijacking? I was thinking about the shot caller the entire time. <laughs> but about not hijacking the conversation. Yes. No. I. So, listen. You have seen me. I'm trying to do this. Yes. The main issue is that it is it is me just instead of, like, stopping and listening, I'm just kind of... Stop. Wait, he's waiting to waiting say, for you to stop mm-hmm. so I can say something. He's waiting yeah. to jump in, like you know, like trying the, to be as honest as possible so, about absolutely. this. Absolutely. So you know, like I, the visual I have is like the double dutch jump rope. So there's like a jump rope team going, and Penn so desperately is waiting to jump <laughs> into the conversation because he wants to participate. Because out of like genuine love and care for what what you have to say, he like wants to keep it going. So it's out of kindness, but mm. also like as a 
partner, as somebody who interviews people on podcasts, we're working on like listening. We're just working on listening. So any tips for that? Okay. So what I, I want to say with regard to, to, to Penn's uh, struggle here is I think I, you and I have a lot in common in that regard. And you know, it's funny for me to come on a podcast or to work at the School of Medicine and represent myself as a person who is an expert on communication. Because I think there are a lot of people that know me in my life and would go like, really? Yeah. That guy is an expert in communication? The, the thing is, there are, there are people that have like a natural affinity for this, and they're better at it from the start. Uh, it comes easier to them. And then there are some people that really struggle with this to make their conversations better. Hmm. I think the process is not, am I good or am I not good at this? Is this hard or is it easy? But am I focused on this? Am I still working to get better? Even somebody who starts off as a very high-level learner, someone who in the world of medicine we would say has good bedside manner, maybe they worked very hard to cultivate that. Maybe it came to them easily. But all, but these skills that we have, that we bring to, p to these conversations are learnable and teachable, and it requires practice. So how do you get better at listening? How do you stop the non-kinetic interruption? It's not something that, you, just because I know that I'm not supposed to do that, that that goes away. For example, I've got a friend who's an amazing drummer, and he's so good, and he said, don't think that this came easily to me. I'm not a natural at the drum. You watch him play and he seems like such a natural. But he said, I worked so hard for this. Some of us have to work yeah. really hard at this. And it's a, it's a matter of practicing and getting better. Practice, practice, practice. That's all it is. I, so I'm not the most natural I, you know, high-level communicator. I'm still working on that. I'm trying mm -hmm. to get better. And, and uh, Penn, that just means that every morning when we wake up, I'm going to hey, say red ball, and then you're going to look at me, and we're going to have a deep conversation. Oh, but no, I can reject the red ball. <laughs> Remember, that's... You're that's, not ready for it. You're not ready for the red ball. That, that, was, that was very enlightening, though, because, I mean, I think we all gravitate toward the things that come easy to us, yes. right? But you can't escape this. This is life. This is communication, and this is our marriage, right? So, I look, there are things that come very easily to me, and listening is not one of them, and... I'm very grateful for you for being patient with me on that. But just talking about it as a craft and a tool and not just something like, well, I suck at listening. I guess I'll just keep on interrupting right. people for the rest of my life and just be a butthole. Like, it's nice yeah. to know that, that like, just saying that makes me feel better. Because mm -hmm. I like yeah. to get better at stuff. Yeah. I'm super competitive. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm going to be the best. I want to be a, I'm going to be a better listener than Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, you can decide yeah. that you're, you know, playing the guitar doesn't come easily to you, and you don't have to play the guitar. No yeah. one's putting a gun to your head making you play the guitar. But if you, you know, if you're in a marriage or you're at work, if you want to have, you keep having crappy conversations, you you got to work on that. I yeah. mean, you're, it's going to. One of the reasons that we really encourage this in medical providers is because having good and bad conversations is. Uh, tied to burnout and job satisfaction. And so many people leave the medical profession yeah. or they end up getting sued by patients because their communication skills are poor. Yeah. And so it's a problem institutionally for the hospital that you work at. It's a problem for you personally in your career. And, you know, if you go to medical school and you walk away with half a million dollars in debt, you you have to stay in the medical field to pay off your student yeah. loans for crying out loud. You know, it, you've been in school for eight years just so you can walk away with a with a real job in the medical field. You have a huge investment in that. So this idea of 
th this is, it's not just for your patients. It's also for you and your job satisfaction, how you feel at the end of the day. I know when I have a bad conversation, it's hard to let that go. I mean, I stew over it. I go over and over it in my mind. Yeah. And, and so that's why I want to have better conversations because it's important. Um, and then you also mentioned we, we've been joking a lot about like the yes and. Yes. And I think we I think we assume that everybody knows that, that about what that is. But what's mm -hmm. the genesis of yes and and what sort of power does that have versus a yes but? Well, uh, yeah, when, when if you take an improv class or if you read uh, a book about improvisation, like uh, one that's not even directly about improv, but like uh, Tina Fey's book, pa Bossy Oh, yeah, Pants. I loved it. Yeah. Great, great book. Yeah. And she talks about this sort of the closest thing we have to a formula in improvisation, which is saying yes and. Yes is so fundamental to improvisation. We can't build anything together. Uh, improv is about collaboration, creating something out of nothing without really making a strong plan about it so we have to work together or you know I, I like to think of it you know when you go out on stage and you don't really know where this scene or this game is going to go you're like in a dinghy in the middle of the ocean with one other person and if you guys don't work together you're both going to fail you know uh, so it, it's all about collaboration and yes gets us to collaboration and the and part is so that you'll add some information I'm going to say yes to this, and I'm going to add information, and you're going to say yes, and that way we build something together. If I only say yes, and I don't add any information, the onus is on you to provide all the information, and for some people, that's great. But for a lot of people, it doesn't feel collaborative. It feels like burdensome. Mm -hmm. So we want to collaborate there. Um, and so as part of the, some of the applied improvisation that I teach in the medical world, we do an exercise where it's a progression. We start off, and they'll, the two have people pair up and say you're going to have a two-minute conversation and each exchange is going to start with yes and and we'll talk about how that goes and a lot of people will say uh, it felt kind of mannered because I don't really say yes and in my real life and uh, in, 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 in any regular sense and so then we have them practice uh, a similar conversation different topic but uh, this one starts with yes but and then we say, how did those conversations mm. feel different? And it's what's interesting is a lot of people will say, like, that felt much more natural because <laughs> I have yes but conversations yeah. all the time. Uh, but for most people, they say it feels negative or contentious or like I'm trying to one-up the other person. And uh, so, yes, it's interesting because then we'll start, start to, like, deconstruct these conversations and say um, – well, wait a second. Why does it feel contentious? You said yes. We're still starting with yes. yes. But what but what happens is we have a negativity bias. It's a well-known thing about the human brain is when you hear something mm. positive about you and then something negative about you, you're going to remember the negative mm -hmm. rather than the positive. Yeah, welcome to the internet and comments. Yes. Um, just going to throw that out there. That's So what is that, as it relates to marriage, let's just say, how does that, how does that help your marriage to attack it from a yes and perspective? Well, I think that this has, a, has even a wider application. I think this is just about conversations, even lower stakes conversations. I... I, I try not to tell learners in my workshops what they should take away. You know, it's, it should be what, did, what resonated with you and how do you think you might be able to apply that to the work you do. You know your work better than I do. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your work. Uh, but what we, what we 
find is a lot of people say this focus on the word but in conversations and how it has mm-hmm. more weight than we originally considered is a takeaway that they have. So let me give you an example. So if I say, uh, my friend Dave is really smart, but conversations with him are exhausting, does that feel like I'm my intention is to say something positive or negative about negative. Dave? Negative. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, if uh, now it's not just the order, I could say conversations with Dave are exhausting, but uh, he's a really smart guy. It's Anything still, after still, the bot, the, uh, yeah. It, 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 well, or before. I, I think, was going to say the, yeah. the negative is the thing that people I think, really I think both ways that felt negative. Yeah. So if I even if I say something like Dave is a really smart guy, and that guy has more friends than anyone I know. Conversations with him are exhausting. That was two even, nice things. Even two and nice still, things still feels yeah. negative. Okay. So we we have to be conscious of connecting positives with a negative in the same sentence because people are going to take away the negative. So what's the How best way to s- communicate yeah. that he's terrible at conversations? It, <laughs> Just don't I, say anything. To me, to me, this first part of it, D- Dave is a really smart guy, is not for me to com- compliment Dave. It's for me to say to you, don't hate me for saying something yeah. bad about Dave. It's a social nicety to me yeah. that's equivalent to the yes of yes but. Yes doesn't mean, yes, I agree with you. More Mm. often, yes means, yes, you've stopped talking, and now it's time for me to talk. Uh, So... I would say, what is the intention of that conversation? Dave is is it's exhausting Dave. having conversations with Dave. So just say that. Just why am say I? It. Yeah. Why, I mean, maybe later in the conversation. It's a very southern thing to sugar. Like bless oh, his heart. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. and, anytime someone says, uh, "I'm not a misogynist," but what's going right. to come? Oh, like, what's right. the next thing that's yeah, coming right, out right. of your mouth? An it's, incredibly misogynistic yeah. remark. Just so stop. It, it's, yeah. Just stop talking. Just stop right there. Yeah. Just yeah. stop right there. Right. Just like, yeah. Well, that's a good idea. So that that makes a really a, a whole lot of sense. So just get right to it. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe even afterward, after saying that, and there's a response, say, yeah, he's a really smart guy. Yeah. That feels better. Yeah. Don't I'm, don't clump them together. I mean, if my worry is, you're not going to like me for saying something bad about Dave, maybe my first decision is, should I say something bad about Dave? Nah. Maybe maybe this won't be received mm-hmm. you know, the right way. Um, we do this, we, we put butts in there casually, and we don't realize the, va- the, the way that influences a conversation. And here's a yeah. really simple way of thinking about that. So if I say, we're working really hard right now, but, but we're doing very good work. The fact that we're doing good work doesn't invalidate the fact that we're working hard. We're we're doing both of those. Yeah. So why am I putting a but in there? There's no really what you can do is substitute the word and for but in a lot of these conversations, and it is a better way of communicating. To say we're working really hard and we're doing really good work is closer to what I'm actually trying to communicate. Okay, I have to be an ombudsman here. Um, we have a, a very trusted pastor who taught us that when we're communicating with each other, you should always say three affirming things before mm. before you uh, say something critical. Oh, interesting. And uh, and it's actually worked for us because wow. because you now know, it's a joke. Like your 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 couple yeah, has I mean, like I know the red it's ball. Coming when yeah. she says yeah, it. Yeah, now it's a joke. Yeah. I'm like, listen, okay, you're great with the kids, and I appreciate all you do around the house. and he knows it's coming. And it, so and it's kind of a joke. And it's also really important when you are working with someone who is also your wife mm-hmm. that you are careful with the words that you choose yeah. that, that they aren't too negative and that you're not um, 
you know, poo-pooing a, w- w- an idea. So I think there's a way for these two things to coexist, and maybe that's in just communicating more directly. But like, what do you say to the person who says, "Let's do, let's say three nice things to someone before getting to the critical side"? Well, uh, you know, to me that feels a bit like a formula. Mm-hmm. And and if you are really invested in the three positive things, I could see that working. The problem is, is I think a lot, throw it away. a lot of people are going to treat it as a checklist. Like, I, I've, I've done the stuff I didn't want to do, and now I'm getting to the point that I really want want to get mm-hmm. to, which doesn't seem to be honoring the intention of that type One of a thing. formula. Yeah. yeah, I don't disagree with that. Okay, so, great. I, I love you, but when we talk about <laughs> things at... Oh, I see, but. I just did it! Oh, yeah. I, when we talk about things at work, and and if we just did yes and all the time, the idea would steamroll into we're doing it no matter what and if i sort of shut you down at the beginning and said i don't think this is a good idea that is generally not welcomed either so what like we're gonna work this is gonna be a this is gonna be a work in progress because not only are we married together we're married together we work together so a lot of it is you know penn says i want to do a video on uh, i want to do the beer mile that was popular for yeah. so you drink. and i said okay well we are a family audience that doesn't make sense for us to do so i could have said yes that is a great you're very athletic and we can do it with milk like i i, yeah. I should have said it like that instead of that's a terrible idea we have a family audience and I said, Why yes and i have a lactose intolerance <laughs> 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 yes and we can use coconut milk yeah. so i um <laughs> yes and you're being difficult yes so i we could we could we could twist this but i think that's going to be the hardest one for us to put into practice yeah because our ideas are important we don't we very seldom have the same ideas, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, mean, I think I'm, I'm kind of Dan's making some sense about this. Like, just say something directly. Um, yeah, save the and and I think that you have to do it over and over and over again so that you get used to it and it's not rude and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's also you know 95 percent of communication is nonverbal, so it's also yeah. the way that you say it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a, we have a lo- uh, many conversations with our standardized patients because one of the most important things that we provide in in simulation is not just playing in Kramer's sense playing gonorrhea really yeah. well. <laughs> uh, it's it's a uh, the conversation that you have afterwards with the learner about what the experience was like for you, adjusting to your relationship, practicing it to find the things that work for you all. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. I, that's that's the big takeaway I'm getting from this. Like practice in listening, practice in the way you talk to people, and like this is good stuff. What else you got? You got anything else for us? Like I'm I'm eating this up now. I'm just going to do my favorite comedic impressions because we're here with a comedian. Yeah. Well, that being said, what's your favorite planet? <laughs> Planets the sun. So, no? but, but yeah, that was Harry Carey. Yeah, that was Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, more specifically, that was Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell. playing Ferrell. Harry Carey. Yeah. What's your best impression, Dan? Uh, I do a little, a little bit of a Popeye. Well, Dan, thank you so very yeah, much man. for coming in and yeah. helping us have better conversations. Yeah. Next, Our next interview that we're, we're going to be doing later today, Penn is going to be listening the mess out of it. He's going to be the best listener ever. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, d- g- give your, you know, g- don't be too hard on yourself because it's, it's all a process. We're all trying to get better. And if you're too hard on yourself, it becomes self-defeating and you won't be willing to put in the work mm-hmm. to actually get get better you know check in with your partner and find out what's what's working i'm 
I'm definitely a work in progress, and yeah. you know, we uh, all are. Yeah. yeah. So I love hearing that though, yeah. because that's to me. I don't know why. I just thought that okay, this is my lot in life. I'm just going to suck at this until the day that I die. No. Um, I could actually, or, or take a pill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I did. No. I mean, seriously, I took a pill in in college, and it made me a better listener. And I wasn't as I don't think I was as complete of a person or as as as, as eccentric and as fun as I'd, I'd like to be. So I stopped taking the pill, and I found a line of work that actually allows me to capitalize off of that. But then I still suck at listening. <laughs> so, but yeah, like practice. Yeah. Got a little got a workbook. I'm psyched. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. For and thanks, me. guys, for listening. If you can do us a favor, like screenshot it and tag us on Instagram or at mm-hmm. the Wilderness Family. We love to see those and we try to reply to all of them. So and, thanks. And Karen, we don't use the collars for mm-hmm. our dogs. Settle down the invisible fences, although I have no problem with them either. Yes. I have no comments no on invisible comments. fences, Karen. Bump it up to eight. Okay. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.